Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three mistakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito What's shaking, Red Nation? Welcome to another episode of The Dream Take, presented by The Dream Shake, home of all things Houston Rockets over at SBNation.com. Jeremy Brenner here, and today we are recapping the big men in the draft that the Rockets could find at picks 23 and 24. And this is the third part of our series. You've already talked the guards. You've already talked the wings. And I can hear Michael Brown's garage in the background. So that means he's home and he's ready to talk Rockets basketball with me. So, Mike, welcome to the show. What's going on, brother? The uh, the garage is closed. Uh, we are ready to go here in the Brown compound to talk all things Houston Rockets draft with the big men. Always a pleasure and an honor to be on with you, sir. I like the brown compound. Do you usually call it the brown compound, or was that uh, on the spot answer? <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I have never referred to my house as the brown compound, but from now on, that is where I uh, will be speaking from. Every time you, you open a show, you got to say live from the brown compound. It's another episode of The Dream Day. I'm in. All right, Consider so it done, Mike's live from the Brown compound. I'm live from my bedroom. I don't have a special name for the bedroom, but <laughs> you know what? We're going to make it work today. We're talking big men, and we have both been super, super, I would say, forward about the idea that the Rockets need to walk away from this draft with at least one guy that can play the five, maybe the four, but primarily a guy that can play the center position because the Rockets had numerous struggles at the position all year long, shuffling guys in and out. Remember DeMarcus Cousins? Yeah, he was here and he left. Remember Ray Spaulding? Yeah, he was here and he left. Justin Patton, same thing. DJ Wilson is a free agent. No no idea if he'll be back next year. So there is a definite need for a big man on this roster. And if the Rockets don't go with Evan Mobley uh, to begin with, then they've got options at 23 and 24. they got to come out of this draft with at least one big. Uh, I am of the opinion that there is a likelihood, I don't know how great it is, that they walk out of this first round. If they take three guys, two of them are going to be big guys. Um, I think this team is set with Christian Wood as one of their two big guys. But the big question that we have to answer today on the show and and in between now and the draft is if you're going to take a big man in the first round, Jeremy Brenner, do you want that big man to be more of a power forward type guy? Somebody that's more of a six, eight to six, 10 sort of guy, or are you looking for a traditional five, you know, a, you know, a six, 10, 
six eleven to a seven foot, seven foot one type of guy who is a traditional center. That's a huge question that the Rockets have to ask because I think it's going to affect the type of draft, you know, draft pick that they're looking for. Are they looking to acquire a guy? Um, I know we're going to talk about him today. Isaiah Jackson, power forward from Kentucky. I consider him more of a power forward than I do a center. When you look at a guy like Daron Sharp, who I'm a big fan of from North Carolina, he is a back-to-the-basket center who was the number one offensive rebounder in college basketball last year. Those are two completely different prospects that the Rockets have to identify. What are they looking for this roster first and foremost? Which of those types of bigs? A talented one. That's what yes. I think. Well, I no, really, I'm, I'm with you. I I'm really with... don't care if if he's a traditional big, if he's a postmodern big. Personally, I would pre- honestly, I'd prefer if they would be able to shoot. I think that it's important that they get that. And I don't necessarily think that you get a big man that is necessarily going to be complimentary to Christian Wood, although that would be ideal considering Christian Wood is one of the more established pieces on the roster. So it would be nice to have a guy that could complement Christian Wood if, if that's the direction you're going with. However, Christian Wood, although he is on the team and he is an important part of the team next season, he's not necessarily a guy I'm mortgaging my future in and I'm not necessarily counting on Christian Wood to be the future guy only because he's only signed through the next two seasons. So personally, the rock for me, I would go for the best big available. And I think it's important that the Rockets go for a big, but at the same time, like the way bigs are in this, in this league right now, you can get a big that is a ball handler. You can get a big that can shoot threes. You can get a big that is simply just a a rim protector, all of that. I personally don't think though that there are there the thing is with bigs is there's not too many of them in this draft. You know, there's so many guys that are kind of like stretch fives in a way, like Isaiah Jackson, I guess, could be seen uh you, you view him as a power forward. I think he can play some five. It really doesn't uh you know, there's there's so many there's so many directions in which you can go with him. And that guy like JT Thor who's 18 years old right now. He's 6'9". He can play the 5. He can play the 4. I think he could, would actually fit really nice next to Christian Wood. Um, it does concern me that he doesn't shoot the 3 as well as some other bigs do, but he is a guy that, you know, does wow me with his athleticism. And in my eyes, he could be a guy that makes sense for the Rockets at 23 or 24. Let me ask you this. How many teams in the league have a starting front court where both big men can shoot the three ball? You know, I would say if I'm looking at, like, the Bucks, although the Bucks don't really use Giannis in that in that regard, but he is capable. So mm-hmm. you have Giannis and Brooke Lopez. Then it, it honestly depends on, on who you play at the five. Um, if you look at, say... You know, yeah, Denver. Doesn't, I'm looking. Yeah. I'm trying to go backwards in terms of teams that have been in the playoffs. Like Atlanta doesn't. They have Capella. Uh, you know, Phoenix. De- DeAndre Ayton doesn't shoot the three very much. Uh, you have Milwaukee. I guess Milwaukee, if you count 
Giannis is the four and Brooke Lopez is the five. You you could go in that in that direction. You could say them. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, there are teams. It, it's a mixed bag, and it doesn't. You don't need to have a guy that's a really good three point shooter in my eyes, but it can be considered a liability, especially if the Rockets are looking to go for more of a a spaced out offense similar to the one that they ran back, I guess, in the D'Antoni days. The the offense that they ran during that time is not necessarily the same as what it is, but the ideas of spacing and getting as many threes and layups as possible is still really prevalent in the Steven Silas system. So I do think that they need to target players that would fit that, but I wouldn't want to have two poor three-point shooters on the floor at a time. And if you're taking yeah. one guy and you don't put him in that position, if you if you take one guy, like like a JT Thor, then you can't have another guy that is a poor three-point shooter out there. So yeah. there you go. There's your answer, I guess, Mike. Well, you got – I mean, Wood can shoot the three. I mean, Wood is a is a – he's a decent enough three-point shooter that the Rockets are, are – in desperate need of a rim protector. They don't have one. Like they don't have a guy consistently. Now you can say Christian Wood is that guy. He's I not that guy. Believe He's not. Exactly. You and I are on the same page, right? Like he, he is not a defensive anchor. Let me call it that. You need a defensive anchor on this team. You need a guy that, can block shots consistently, but not only that, he's got to rebound the ball. Which is why, to me, Isaiah Jackson is probably the most likely guy that makes sense at that at that spot. That's what Isaiah Jackson is. He is a rim protector. He is a guy that can really hold the fort down inside. Was SEC all defense, SEC all freshman. You know, he averaged two and a half blocks a game. That is a guy that they could really utilize. I would say that I don't think there's going to be too many scenarios right out the gate where we see Isaiah Jackson and uh, Christian Wood out there at the same time. But I do think that having Isaiah Jackson on the team fulfills a need that they don't currently have, which is why if you're going for a big, he's probably one of my favorites out of all of the guys that we've talked about at 23 and 24 to take because he 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 gives you something that you really do not have and it's very difficult to find because the bigs in this draft really it's Evan Mobley and then they're about two tiers down before you get to yeah. anybody else and then then you're starting to look at JT Thor and Isaiah Jackson so it, that's in my eyes the top three bigs in the draft and the fact is Isaiah Jackson and JT Thor are probably not going to go until maybe the the 20s like maybe or like maybe the teens maybe JT Thor slides up into the teens possibly I don't think Isaiah Jackson will but go down and that's that's the issue though is is if you don't take Mobley at the top then you do kind of put yourself in that position where you're for, you're you're not forcing yourself to take a guy. I don't think it's really a nest. I don't think it's like I do think they need to come away with a big. I do. Oh, they have However, to. I'll say this: there is a if you don't draft a big because you simply just don't like the value of the bigs at your picks, then they'll definitely go out and sign one. And I do think that it might make more sense to go out and maybe sign a big 
for just one year and use that as a bridge year before you get to next year's draft, which is way, um, which is way more populated with, you know, really good quality bigs. And to me, that might be the direction in which they go with, because I think Isaiah Jackson, his value at, in the mid twenties is there, but I do think there are a lot of guys with a little bit more upside and, and also fulfill more important positions for other teams at, at those spots than the Rockets do. Like, I, I don't think there are very many teams that are absolutely targeting a guy like Isaiah Jackson in the 20s, and he could fall into maybe the early second round. And I think if you, if you, I think you can trade down and get an Isaiah Jackson. And if you do that, then I think you're getting really good value for him. But I will say this, you, you take the best player available regardless of position. And yes, I do think a big is necessary, but don't compromise the uh, don't pass up on a really good player. If you really like him because he's not a big. Yeah. I think one guy that I would keep an eye on free agency wise is Rashawn Holmes from Sacramento. I would love he's the type Holmes. of guy. Love Rashawn Holmes. Yeah. So like if you could bring in a Rashawn Holmes, I'm good. Like in the front court. I mean, the Rashawn Holmes would be the perfect type of guy that could grow with this team. I'm trying to, I'm looking up here. Rashawn Holmes is 27 years old. I think he's going to get a relatively good contract. I don't know what he's going to get though, Jeremy. Like I, you know, I don't know. I'm, what thinking, I'm thinking he's in like a similar Olenek range kind of guy, like a three years, you know, I think he, I think he could be like a North of $10 million because yeah. he's, he's been last year. He played really well. In, in Sacramento, and he played really well on a contract year, and I think and, and I think that the best is yet to come with Rashawn Holmes. I really do. I really like him. And I don't love I don't love his rebounding numbers. I mean, he averaged eight point three rebounds last year for a bad Kings team, so I don't love those. Types but the of thing numbers. with the thing with Rashawn Holmes, but he can is, do a lot of other things. Uh, like he's, he he's has fantastic. That, he has the one of the things about his game that's like the most recognizable to me is his floater yeah. into, like is his like in the paint floater like a like a seven footer and it, it really forces teams to to crowd the paint and then what Holmes can do is if if that shot isn't on kick it out to a wide open Sterling Brown or whoever that three point guy is going to be next year a wide open Armani or wide open KPJ. And, yeah. you know, that would be a really good signing for the Rockets. I just, free agency is going to be so interesting to dive into with the Rockets because I'm not quite sure exactly how they go about it. And the thing is, the draft really, in my opinion, dictates how the Rockets move in free agency because if they don't get a big, you can be, you know, you can put money on the fact that they're going to get a big, if not two, in free agency. So I think the Rockets really need to look at the draft first, see if they like the guys there, because the draft is a couple of days before free agency begins. And then once free agency starts, then you kind of make your move there. But I will, um, we do have a speaker request here from our buddy Chris. Uh, Chris is coming up to speak and. Let's see what he has to say. Chris, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? Chris, are you there? 
Chris, you've got the mute button on. If you hit that unmute button, I can uh, you, your voice can be heard by the rest of the people and the listeners. We're eagerly awaiting Chris's voice. I'm going to give Chris uh, going once, going twice, and uh, no dice from Chris. Maybe gulag. he will come back up. Uh, I'm not going to... Uh, I'll, we'll see if, if Chris comes back up, if he's able to get his mic working soon. But I want to touch if anyone on one else thing would like, he... go ahead, Mike. No, no, no. I was just going to go ahead and finish. We'll talk about it after. Yeah, but if anyone else uh, ha- would like to come up and speak, feel free to hit that speaker request button and we can come up and talk. Our, our topic of today's show is primarily on big men, but if you, we have other things to talk about, we can certainly get into it. Got a speaker request from our buddy Ryan here, a longtime listener and uh, frequent caller on the show. So, Ryan, welcome back to the Dream Take. How are you? What's up, Ryan? What's up, boys? It's been a, a little bit. It's been a Wait little a bit. What you got? Um, are you talking about just like big men coming out of the draft, or just like free agencies this summer? So we are the the primary focus of today's show is talk about big men that the Rockets could get in in the draft at 23 and 24. But okay. it, kind, it kind of did move into free agency a little bit because if the Rockets are not a fan of the value of the big men at 23 and 24 or wherever they pick, whether they go up or down, then they can look to free agency for potential guys. But is there anything that you have to add to the conversation? It doesn't necessarily um, have to be about that. It can be about whatever you have on your mind. Yeah, I haven't looked that far in into twenty three twenty four, but you guys been talking. About, I guess people have been high on Kai Jones, so if not, if if Kai Jones seems, I mean, I'll have to, I'll have to watch his uh, tape, but people have hyped him hyped him up to be um, a pretty good piece to draft. But as far as free agency goes, um, didn't Rashawn Holmes have surgery, Mike? Didn't he just? Yeah, he got hurt right towards the end of the year. Yeah, I believe, but he should be he should be ready for the beginning of of next season with no problems. He's yeah, a had, stud. Yeah, he's a stud. I had him in fantasy last year, and he gave me a lot of rebounds. So, um, well, the the thing about Rashawn Holmes is his age is he's twenty seven. I think he's going to get five years, sixty million dollars on the open market. Not I, I off think an injury, he is that I don't good. think. Uh, five years is a lot. Not. Like, I, I, very few guys get five years. I I think more. Like but three, you got to play the long game. Three, you got to play the long. Yeah, you got to play the long game with him. Well, the thing is with with guys like that that are in their age 27, 28 season, they don't usually want five year deals because they want to cash in again, and they don't want to cash in when they're thirty two because chances are teams are not going to give them that much. They want to cash in again when they're twenty nine, thirty so that they can go and get another big contract in free agency, another two year deal. So. My guess is Holmes goes for something like 350, um, which is I think similar to what Olenek's going to get on the market. And yeah, so can, yeah, speaking of so yeah, speaking of you, you just said Olenek. So what about Olenek? Does he resign with the Rockets, Jeremy? That's a, a good that's question. A big um, I personally think it depends on who they draft. You know, if they if they go in and they draft one of these big men, um, you know, if they go and get Evan Mobley, I think it's going to be very difficult to bring back Olenek. If you if you bring in JT Thor or Isaiah Jackson, same thing. And I but I do like this Kai Jones talk that you brought up. So I'm gonna kind of pivot off of that. And the reason why I mentioned 
you know, I didn't even mention Kai Jones earlier is because I, he's not going to be there when the Rockets are up at 23 or 24. They're going to have to trade up for him. But there was a conversation that was permeating on Twitter a couple of days ago yeah. about the Rockets possibly trading up with the Indiana Pacers at 13. And right. there's no guarantee that the Rockets uh, or that Kai Jones will be there at 13, but it does put them in the possibility for it. And I know there was talks about um, maybe Eric Gordon going to Indiana in that deal. So it would be something along the lines of like Gordon and 23 to Indiana for like Jeremy Lamb and an 11 or 13, which I think would be a really good deal for both teams because it gives the Pacers an upgrade at the shooting guard position. Eric Gordon, uh, if he's requesting a trade, you know, we don't know if Eric Gordon has requested a trade or not. I feel like if he has, though, it wouldn't go out into into social media and all that because uh, because Eric Gordon is such a quiet guy and he doesn't like to let things like that go out of his way and things along those lines. So, but I will say this: Kai Jones is uh, going to be having a really good career. He's going to have a really good career in the NBA. He's six eleven. He's real skinny, so he's kind of built similar to Christian Wood, but I do think that he has more of a defensive game, which I think could really help him. You know, it's a shame that Shaka Smart never really figured out how to utilize him in in Austin, but I do think that he could be a real nice fit next to him. He could be that defensive um he could be that defensive foil um that that he's had. And the thing is also is he can also stretch the floor. He he can he shot thirty eight percent from three last season, so he can space the floor and he can also be that guy to hopefully. I think he can play real nice to uh, Christian Wood. I think he he reminds me a lot of of a Linux. Uh, maybe he isn't as strong of a defensive mind as maybe I'm as maybe I'm hoping. I need to watch more of his tape to really get an idea of him. And the reason why I haven't watched too much Kai Jones tape is because. I personally don't think that the Rockets have a real shot at getting him. You know, it's going to take a lot of moving and shaking to go up and get Kai Jones. I think it would be a real nice fit if that could happen, but I do think it's going to take a lot of work, and I'm not sure if the Rockets have enough to really move up. And also, does it really make sense to move up? We've talked about this on previous episodes where it there are so many guys within that, me, that mid uh, mid mid to late first that are all very similar in value and if the Rockets have two picks so are you really going to trade up 10 spots give up extra assets to possibly get a guy that could be just as good value wise at 23 like to me it might make sense for a guy like Kai Jones like that might be the one of you know very few um let me do one of very few scenarios where it actually makes sense to go and trade up, but so, I don't know if it really, if it's really going to pay off in the end. So, I, Jamie, I have I have a couple names I can throw up here real quick that would be, would be good in free throw agency. Out. Throw them out, Ryan. Um, so looking here, I see mm-hmm. NS Cantor. Uh, I see. No, 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 no. Yeah, go ahead. Stop it there. Next. Will they call you Stein? Will they call you Stein? Wouldn't be bad. No, he would be. But next. Uh, I got, we got Jared Allen. He'll be a free agent. Uh, yeah, sign me up in about five seconds, but we don't have the money. Yeah. The Rockets have the money. 
Jared Allen's going to get an $80 million plus contract. And then we got, well, I don't know how many feel about, uh, there's Bobon, there's Whiteside, JaVale McGee. I would, None of I those would, names excited me so far, except for I'll, Jared I'll, Allen. But Jared Allen, they've already passed him once. I'll give you a name, Jeremy and Ryan. Is Nerlens Noel would be the perfect backup big for he this would team. Be. He would be. He's cheap, cheap, can do exactly what you need him to do. I'll tell you this, Jared, I, I have a hot NBA take for both of you. I think Greg Brown's going to be a better NBA player than Kai Jones. Who's going to be better player than Kai Jones? His fellow University of Texas basketball player, Greg Brown. Okay. Talk to Greg Brown a little bit. Look, man, I, first of all, the fact that Texas had the type of success that they did this year, or lack thereof, I should say, with the talent that they had on their team is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's, it's embarrassing if, you, if you're University of Texas. That's why they fired their coach. Um, they didn't the, fire their coach. He, he left. Took job. Well, okay. But they were going to fire him. Like they it was were not either... going to fire him. Uh, okay. They were well, a three seed in the tournament. They underachieved. You don't, you don't fire a guy that gets you the three seed in the tournament. Yes, they didn't win their game, but I'll I'll say this: They're, they weren't never going to fire him. But I do like. Uh, let's get back to the problem at hand. Yeah, Greg Brown makes sense for the Rockets. Kai, but Kai Jones can't. Mm. The thing I don't like about Kai Jones is that he can't rebound on a consistent enough basis for me. Like, you're 6'11", and he had five rebounds a game in college. Can that improve? not close enough to the basket. That's why. I agree. And you already have you, – you said it yourself. You had Kai Jones – or not. Kai Jones is, is Christian Wood-esque type of guy. You need a but different type of player. You can, but maybe you can, you can configure him and you can utilize him in a different way that Shaka yeah. Smart can. Shaka Smart That's has fair. had a history now of mismanaging big men in, at University of Texas. You look at Miles Turner. You look at – uh, you yeah. know, you look at Mobamba. Like, there are so many guys, and I mean, Mobamba. I mean, hasn't been oh, managed oh, well oh, in okay. well in the well in the NBA either. The 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 one thing about Greg Brown, real quick, he's John Collins two point The the type of game that he has, he shot thirty three percent from three, which I think can improve at the next level. He averaged six rebounds. He had nearly ten points. If he can develop at the next level, which I think he can. Greg Brown is your solution to not getting John Collins. There's your power forward of the future. He's a plug-and-play guy. He's going to go in the late teens, early 20s. He's the type of guy that if you hit pick number 20 and he hasn't been taken yet, I would move up from 23 or 24 to go get a guy like Greg Brown. Okay. Oh, okay. Three more names. That's your names. How about these three? These are all our free agents. How about we, we, we talked about this one before. Biznak Biombo would wouldn't be a bad fit. Um, I'm we had not, him. Be very high on him. We had him once. I I liked Hartenstein, and then our last one would be Andre Drummond. Andre I mean, Drummond's not going to sign with a team like the Rockets that isn't contending. Hartenstein though is Hartenstein's an interesting. interesting name because of his past in Houston and the fact that the Rockets just never really had time for him which was unfortunate, you know. I think that if Hardenstein had stayed on the team through the Harden debacle, I think he would have actually gotten a good amount of minutes this year. And I think he might actually, like, I don't know if he is looking to be like, yeah, let's come back to Houston because Houston cut him already. Like, I don't, if, if if I'm Hardenstein, I wouldn't be, like, so thrilled to come back. 
But if Hartenstein is looking at his situation and saying, well, this could be my last NBA stop, I might not have any other offers, then yeah, maybe I do uh, test my luck again with Houston. But I mean, I think that's going to be more on Hartenstein's plate than um, than the Rockets. But I mean, is, is Hartenstein really a free agent though? Yes. I think he yeah. is, but I just want to clarify. Yeah. He, I think I think he's going to get some decent money too. I mean, I think he he showed what he could do. I think in all honesty though, I think he stays in Denver. Yeah. I think Harden, Denver he's I think Denver is a now. free agent. He's in Cleveland. And he has a player option with Cleveland. Sorry, he did get moved to Cleveland so, uh, as part of a trade. I think he goes back to Denver. I think well, he goes no, back to Denver and my, he's a good why? He is he has a player oh. option for this upcoming season. And if I'm him, I'm accepting that unless it's uh, unless the mm-hmm. it's interesting for for Hartenstein right now because if he stays with the Cavs and they take Evan Mobley, then he's not going to be mm-hmm. there long term for much longer. But right. that's why I think he goes back to Denver. He's I think he's his player. No, why would he go back to Denver? That's I, b- why because. Because I think they would pay him decent money to be Jokic's backup. I think I mean, if they, he's making right now one point seven no, million. No, the thing is, the Denver would not option. want a guy like Hartenstein. Uh, Denver, Denver flipped him for Javale McGee, a, a more, a more NBA veteran like presence in the middle, and Javale that's right what now. Denver is looking for. That's Denver's what teams that are competing are looking I, for. They're I, looking I, for more established guys, not Isaiah Hartenstein, who's has one foot already out of the league. So here's what I I think Hartenstein would be crazy stupid to decline this player option, considering he's been dealt, uh, you know, he was dealt during the season. He's making very little to begin with. He's not going to make much more than what he's currently making, $1.7 million in free agency. He'll probably end up accepting that, and the, the cows will end up deciding what to do with him. If they end up taking Evan Mobley and they end up, like, Stock and they keep Jared Allen, and he's basically buried in that depth chart. Then they'll move on from him, probably. But I, I think Isaiah Hartenstein, like if he declined that option, yeah, he's the kind of guy that the Rockets should be looking for—a guy that's like a fringe NBA guy looking for an opportunity uh, to for a guy like like a Christian Wood who was bouncing around the league, was in terrible situations because he just wasn't able to contribute fully for those teams, and then he finally lands in a spot where he has value, and that's here in Houston. So I think Hartenstein is looking for that spot for him. I'm not saying Hartenstein's going to be Christian Wood or anything, but he is the kind, he's the archetype of what the Rockets are really looking for in a big man. And the thing is, they can find that in the draft. They can also find that in the draft. We don't know if they're going to go through the draft. We don't know if they're going to go through free agency, but I will say it is very difficult for me to look at any guy other than those top four guys of uh, Mobley, mm-hmm. Kai Jones, uh, Kai Jones, JT Thor, Isaiah Jackson, and really be like, yeah, maybe Greg Brown, but at the same time, Greg Brown is not really your your five. He's he's a four. And I think right. he does work with. I think he does work really well with Christian Wood. I think he fits in that offense like a glove, and I think he could be there for a very long time. 
But can we do we do we like Alex Len? No. 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 <laughs> no. You and I, Jeremy, just on the same page on every single but, one. But like of these that's guys, the, but that's also a big reason why you go out and you get a a big man in the draft because look at your free agent options. Ryan, you mentioned like ten guys, and we liked how many of them? One, maybe two. If well, if so, that to me that that is that's just how it is. That's the nature of what we're what we're looking at, and it only accentuates the idea that the Rockets need to get a big. So, Smith, uh, Ryan, I've is... got I've got okay. a speaker request. So, if you got any last thoughts, air them out now. Um, I'm just saying these these guys that I'm pointing out these wouldn't. These guys wouldn't take over Christian Woods' tool uh, that he has. They'd just be off the bench guys that would possibly be able to work alongside or off the bench for what wouldn't take his spot. That's what I was pointing them out for. You know, that's it. All right, Ryan. Thank you so much for coming up on on. Appreciate you, Ryan, joining the show. See you guys later. All right, we've got Ace coming up here. Ace is joining the show. Um, Ace, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? What's up, Ace? Tom Ace. Pleasure to meet you, everybody. Uh, hello? Yeah, yes, sir. Ace, you're on the Dream Take. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, so look, I came What are y'all talking about right now? I'm kind of so, late. Our primary discussion has been got a big men the Rockets could draft at the 23rd or 24th pick in the draft, but there's a chance that they move up from those picks, go up and get a Kai Jones possibly, okay. trade down. There are, we've been talking, we've had three episodes now of this kind of same talk with guards and wings and big men now. So that's what the focus is of this episode. But if you have anything else that you want to bring up about draft guys or anything, we, we can also go in that direction. Okay, I can help y'all out like this. I, I I'll go to some Knicks, but I'll just I'll just give a name out if they stay at one of those picks. If you stay at twenty three or twenty four, you can definitely uh, get a guy like a uh, Dayron Sharp. Yep, that's that's I, I think fan. that should be who they who, who they want to get. You know, around twenty three, I think it's very possible he falls at twenty three, bro. All right, Dayron so, Sharp is a yeah. star. Mike really likes Dayron Sharp. So you can you can get a Dayron Sharp there. You see what I'm saying? So and that, tell, and tell that, me on Dayron Sharp. I'm you're you're the uh, you're the long lost cousin of uh, Rafael Stone, Ace Stone, and you got the 23rd pick. Make a case for Dayron Sharp at 23. Um, well, look, man, I will say that. Okay, right now, there is no there is no real center here. I guess you know you can bulk up Christian Wood and see what he does. I think he can take it. I still think he can take another defense step. Like, I'm not going to say he's going to be, like, elite, but he can go from decent to good, I feel like. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dayron Sharp, right? 6'11", 7 foot, whatever. 19, uh, got a little mid-range. Uh, I like his defense. I think that, you know, he's not a, he's not really necessarily a three-point shooter per se, but it's definitely a, 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 a big-body presence that can move around a little bit. You know, like, he isn't the fastest, but he definitely – can move enough for for a guy that is as big as him. That is what's crazy. He definitely can move pretty good for like a guy that is his size. Like I don't know how much he weighs. I think. He- yeah, Dayron Sharp, in my opinion, is a developmental guy. You you take him if you go and you get Dayron Sharp. Don't get him with twenty three or twenty four. He will be there. 
take him, like trade down into the second round and go and get him. Because I think he is going to need to take some time. He's probably going to be playing in the G League next season for whichever team that he ends up going to. But I do think that he has those intangibles that you want to see in the postmodern big. So I like the idea of Dayron Sharp, but that idea is going to have to, you know, you're going to have to cultivate that a little bit. You're going to have to fine tune it a little bit here, a little bit there. He has those tools, but I do, the the big negatives for me about Dayron Sharp is the fact that he doesn't shoot from outside. And if you put, the thing is, I feel like in the NBA today, you can afford to put one guy on the floor that isn't a shooter. You cannot afford to put two. So it really limits you outside of that. And Bro. shooting from the free throw line, only 50%. That is a it's gonna be, red it's, flag. It's going to be it's four out one in. Christian Wood don't got to be in like inside. like. No, of course. Yeah, I mean, like, Dayron Sharp if like would be a guy that you build up into – like your backup five. Like, I think that is his, I think that is his ceiling in the NBA. But I do think you can get some solid minutes out of a guy like that. A guy that can get you maybe 10, 15 minutes a game. But I don't, like, he's not going to be like a, a major player in, in the NBA. I really, I don't see that with him. Maybe he proves us wrong. But the thing is, he needs to showcase maybe a little bit more. I feel like if he had gone to Carolina maybe for another year, maybe he would have been able to jump up on the draft board. But I, I don't necessarily think that was necessarily the bad, like a bad decision that he came out and declared because I do think he is going to be a draft pick. He's going to probably go in the second round, but you know, you got to go and you got to get your coin when you can. So I'm, I think he made the right choice by leaving, but I wish he would have stayed, man. I, I like, uh, I like, uh, UNC basketball, man, but it's like, He's the number one offensive rebounder in college basketball. I see some in him, man. I see some. The, in him, the one thing that dude can do is rebound the ball, and that is something that this team desperately needs. rebound the ball. And and just from the standpoint of like in the in the in the in the key, and then the areas where it's not like he's going out to the perimeter. Like even at the perimeter, he's not horrible. He's just not. He's just not really good. He's just decent. He's not. He's not like a super. He's a prospect. Liability, but he's but 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 from inside the key, he's a he's a he's a really good defender. It's just about you know you could try to work on you know getting him to maybe the you know a good level at the perimeter area. He can slim up a tad bit, you know. But that's and he can rebound. That's what that's what the Rockets need, bro. And and the thing is, he needs time. Sharp needs time. And the Rockets have time. The Rockets have plenty of time to develop guys like that. They have plenty of – because they're in a rebuild phase. Dayron Sharp is one of those guys that needs to go to a team that is rebuilding so that they can – he can rebuild alongside the team. And he can grow with the the prospects that are alongside him together and hopefully one day play on a team that is good enough to compete for an NBA championship. But if Dayron Sharp ends up with a team like, like Phoenix – or a team like Milwaukee that already is contending and are set to contend for several years, he's not going to last there because he is simply roadblocked. He needs to join a team that is is rebuilding currently so that he can build with the team and hopefully stick on when it's their time to shine. But, hey, oh. you got any last, any last thoughts, any other guys you want us to talk about? Yeah, man. Uh, man, I, I feel like – I feel like it's – I feel like it's – 
I feel like it's Jalen Green and nothing, man. Like, I, I feel like I, I wanted to get, I wanted to, like, I was a guy that was like, oh, I take both. Nah, man. At this point where I'm at, I still think Evan Mobley's the third best, but I'm not, I'm not as confident as I was at one point with taking him. You see, like, when I, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that we've seen so many pro Jalen stories. And we've seen so no. Many it's not pro- just that. It's not just that. Uh, I went back and I actually started to do a, a dive and actually watched them. I took out both of the names. All I did was I just looked at the players. Just the right? Player, yeah. I looked at the players, and I actually lo- stopped looking at Jalen Green stuff for like a whole week. I just went there and looked at Evan Mobley stuff. Game opponents he played against. Uh, stories about his team, what his team is like, teammates. The whole comp- the stuff like that, right? And, and a and, lot of that has come out positively in Jalen Green's right. in Jalen Green's side because Jalen Green played with NBA guys yeah. with yeah. a former Rocket, and he has talked. But you it's know, not. Of course, they're going to talk his praise and give him his flowers. It's not just. It's but the thing is that it, it's not just like it's not that it's not just that though, because I think I think where it's at is that uh, a lot of guys is just only looking at the scoring. If you ask me, I don't think he's just a scorer. You see what I'm saying? That's where we differ from a lot of other people. And that's why people is even having this Mobley and Green thing. You see what I'm saying? Because I think – I don't want this to be another – Marvin Bagley over Trey Young and Luka, oh, because this defensive upside or, oh, because twitch ability or, oh, because he this and that, this and that. And I don't want this to be a Sam Bowie over Jordan or Greg but he's over, a, over he's, Kevin Durant. Quick, he's, a, he's a much better prospect than Bagley. Like, I wouldn't he's say in a much class. better. I wouldn't say much, much better. Uh, I wouldn't say that. He's it. Well, because Bagley wasn't a, a rim protector, though. Bagley was always an athletic freak that – they thought to change, you know, the fra- you know a franchise's fortunes, but they're different type of players. Mobley is a better fit in what the what he is. He's a he's a big man who can defend like, the rim, but he's much better than Marvin Bagley. I don't think I don't think it's like that though, bro. We're gonna just have to differ. But I I feel like if you ask me, it, like his brother was doing a lot of the like guarding defenders and a lot of that work. I'm not even confident that Mobley even really a center, if you ask me. He's more of like a four. Which the Rockets could use. No, they yeah. could use they I'm not saying the Rockets they, use I'm not saying they like, can't use that. Let's be real. But that's not that's not like no, no. You don't you not you don't take that over over yes yes why his ceiling may be whatever you think his ceiling may be. I think that at this point right here, it's not even that you just taking the second pick. You're taking a dude, once again, I want to keep sounding like I'm just trying to trash him, but the thing is, is that it's, it's, it's too much favoring me taking Jalen Green and just the standpoint of the scoring. I like his playmaking a lot more than other people do. You see what I'm saying? I like. Oh, there's definitely way more I like Jalen his, Green than just the scoring. I, think I like he's his. A, I, I, he's an athletic I like, freak. You see, like th- that's what I'm saying. It's a lot. It's a lot of stuff that, and then even the defense. Some people may say he's bad. I think I think he's more so decent right now. But that's because of like what that's gonna be I what mean, he needs to work on when he comes into the league. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. But he could definitely work on it, bro. He's and he's everyone, he's one seventy. Everyone becomes bro. a better defender when they come into the league. I feel like he's, that's the number one thing that everyone needs to work on. Just because you're playing against guys that are bigger and have better basketball IQs, mm-hmm. and uh, the game is is far more. It's just far nuanced. more. Yeah, it's far more nuanced. It's a whole lot faster, and you have to adapt to it. And that that's why a lot of these young teams give up 120, 130 points a night because they don't know how to keep up on on the other Bo- end of the floor. And Bo- Green. I'll this with Green. Like, at this point, Jalen Green is going to make one team really, really happy. And it. it's I, I hope it's the Rockets because I do think that I think he's like a Donovan Mitchell. Like if I had, if I had to put a guy like that, he got the wingspan. Yeah, he got the athleticism. He, I, I think the playmaking can still take jumps from. You get three assists, three assists against the competition he's playing against. You see what I'm saying? While not even being the first, like not yeah, even being while being he's off ball. My bad. A sure bet off in ball. my eyes than Evan Mobley. He, he is a sure bet. I think that his his floor. Evan Mobley is a lot lower than I wouldn't say a lot lower, but it's lower than Jalen. No, I think it's I think it, I think if you ask me, I could just be crazy how him, but I don't I think I think his floor is is nineteen points. Nineteen twenty points. That's Jalen or Evan Mobley? Jalen Green. So what's Evan Mobley's floor? Mobley's floor is 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 like eleven points. Nine, yeah. nine, real, rebounds, player, but one, one and a half blocks. Good player. A Just guy not, like Jalen Green, who's a 19 points per game floor, like you say, that's hard to pass up on. At the floor, as a floor. Yeah. His floor. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like, if you, but if, you, but you also, this team had no problem scoring points. No, I'm not, I'm they not saying they couldn't, they, they can't, st- they can't stop anybody and they have no rim protection. But that's I don't feel that. I don't feel that this is that that's like the only thing, and I don't feel like like you had like taking Mobley is just the 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 the, the, the fix and just a bandaid of that and the and just like the the last resort. It's not. It's not. It's guys that at some point you can get a free agency. It's guys that are prospects, right? Prospects. Who but look, hold on, hold vet- on, real quick. But hold on, real quick. You're gonna tell me that. It's so easy in, in free agency. Well, what happens if you can't find anybody? I'm not that even wants saying free agency specifically, the dude. The draft. You can, the, you okay. Can. Yeah, you better figure out something else. Not you. I'm talking about the Rockets. If they take Jalen Green, they better have an, a really good idea of bringing in a guy that can defend the rim at some point in this draft. No, they're it, gonna do it. It's two picks, man. It's two if picks. They, if they, but if they stay there, you bring in three developmental guys for this type of roster, that's a heck of a lot of coaching that needs to go around to develop these and guys. I'm not saying it's not possible. Who knows? We I'm have the second most, second most, look, second most draft capital over the next whatever, so you're right. So you can take that 23rd or 24th pick and add in another pick from one of those other teams and you might be looking at a top 12, top 15 selection. You you never know. And that top 15 selection could be anybody. You see what I'm saying? Like, it, it, you don't have to stay there, bro. When you have the draft capital to move up, I I'm with you. But 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 thank y'all though. Yeah, thank no you. Problem. I appreciate appreciate the talk and uh, always always willing to talk Mobley Green because that is very much what is going on in Rock. Before but before we wrap the show up, I want to yeah. put out a, uh, a scenario for you as a put out a mic drop. Uh, this okay, is, I want to want to start this student segment. I thought I came up with it a couple weeks ago. 
and I was like, I need to make sure I remember to say it on the show. You're going to get your own segment at the end of the show, Mike. It's called the Mic Drop. It's right Ooh. up your alley. You know, okay. You say mic Drop. So I give you the floor for whatever you want to say for just a little bit, and then you drop the mic. We end the show. Oh, man, that's a lot of. A lot of pressure there. Yeah, sir. I just I, I set you up. So you um, go I'm going to say, as we're talking bigs, I'm going to lay out a scenario uh, for you and for all of our listeners. If, you know, you guys would like to tweet at the Dream Take or at BSW Podcast underscore MB. Um, this is the following scenario to me as it pertains to the bigs. Because to me, when you look at the guys that we have talked about tonight, the biggest pro to drafting a guy like Evan Mobley is the talent of the rest of the guys in this draft. He's a different cut above. Like there, there really isn't another comp to Evan Mobley in this draft. You look at guys like, you know, we broke it down here on the show. You got Daron Sharp. Daron Sharp is a project. I think he's better than a second round type of guy, but Daron Sharp is one of the only legit centers you could look at and say, he could defend the rim for an NBA team next season. There really isn't that many guys in the first round that you can look to and say that about. So I'm going to lay out a scenario, and I want Jeremy's um, uh, response to it before we wrap the show up. In my opinion, I would draft Evan Mobley at number two. It's not the sexy pick that everybody is looking to at Jalen Green, but the Rockets need Evan Mobley because in free agency, if they don't get a traditional center – they're in a lot of trouble. So I think they need to say, let's start the foundation of getting a guy in Evan Mobley that you can put next to Christian Wood and is a perfect fit. He's exactly what Christian Wood needs, which is a guy that wants to defend the rim, wants to rebound the ball at a high level and allow him to play more on the perimeter. In my scenario, in my mock conversation here, I think the Rockets move up from 23 and 24 to number 18, and they're going to go get a guy who is a big hit on our previous show, they're going to go get Usman Garuba. So I think that the Rockets are going to trade the two picks at 23 and 24, move up to 18 and go get Usman Garuba. They're going to buy into the second round, and I'm going to say they're going to go get De'Ron Sharp. So, Jeremy, what would your thoughts be if the Rockets ended this draft with those three guys in some form or fashion, Usman Garuba, Evan Mobley, and De'Ron Sharp as a project in the second round who will be your backup big for years to come? Three is too many, in my opinion. Three, okay. three bigs is too many. But I'll say this. Garuba's more of a forward, though, in my eyes. Yeah, I think he's more of a true. wing type of guy. Like, guard-wise, I think that they could go get some guys in free agency. And I do think um, Eric Gordon starts the year on the roster to grow with, with Kevin Porter Jr. I think if they can get Mobley, if they can get Garuba, they've got Tate. You give yourself some wing size. This scenario is unlikely, but I would love if they could get two bigs and a forward like Garuba in this draft. Yeah, well, here's the thing that we need to we need to say about Evan Mobley, and and I'm tired of having this conversation. It seems like people don't get it, but we need to finally like lay down the law. If the Rockets take Jalen Green, it's not because they don't want Evan Mobley, and if the Rockets take if the Rockets have Mobley, it's not because they don't want Jalen Green. It's simply because they feel they cannot pass up on whoever they, they don't pass up on. Like, I feel like whoever they get is because they simply just can't miss the guy. 
You can't go out and, and pass up on these guys. And the thing is, we can all play armchair GM, and we can all be the long-lost cousin of Rafael Stone and come up with a decision on our own. But at the end of the day, it's not the long-lost cousin that makes the decision. It's Rafael Stone that makes the decision. He's the one with the job. He's the one that uh, someone's paying out the checks to. So he is the one making decisions at the end of the day. And it's up to him to decide who is the more can't-miss prospect. Is it Mobley or is it Green? We can't have these conversations about Mobley being a bad prospect. And I, I don't think that we did that today. I don't think that we did that today. Um, I think that we were just kind of debating. And, sure. and that's fine. Clean, healthy debate is fine. But we need to stop the slander of these can't-miss prospects. Like, the thing is, if Jalen Green was not in the picture, if he decided to wait next year and declare next year for whatever reason, Evan Mobley would probably be the surefire number two pick, and we'd be happy with it. But the thing is, with Rockets Twitter, is we love to get into these debates, into these arguments, into petty, you know, petty BS that, you know, hey, that's part of Twitter, and that's part of part of being a fan. And I'm, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing, necessarily, but I do think that it's time that we are excited about either one. Um, I want to modify. I, I want to modify it real quick. I want to modify my thing real quick. Modify. What if? It. They, what if modify. They up- the thing is, Mike is it's a mic drop. You can't. You can't be modifying your mic drop. It's literally just you got to say it and you drop the mic and that's it. Okay, this is a rough draft. I will start this official segment on the next show. Okay. Um, yeah, this is a sneak preview. Would you be happy with a combination of Green, Sharp, and Garuba? Yeah. Okay. I would. I, I, the thing is, I feel like if the Rockets take either guy, Mobley or Green, I yeah. think they hit a home run in the draft. It, it, it's really hard to miss. Like, I don't think the Rockets are going to get, like, chastised. I, I mean, they will by, by Green Gang and maybe, maybe that, but I think – for me, the reason why I am, I guess, uh, preferring Jalen Green at this point is simply because, similar to what Ace said, like if his if his floor is like 19 points a game, I think he's like a Donovan Mitchell type who was the best player on mm-hmm. the best team in the league this year. Like, I just I can't see a scenario where the Rockets get Jalen Green and he's bad, right? Like with Mobley, it's gonna with Mobley, it's also that way in a way, but I don't think his I think, I think Jalen's floor is higher than Mobley's floor. Ceiling wise, though, I do think they're very they're very similar, which is why I don't think you can go wrong with either pick. But also, a big reason why I'm also Team Green is because there are a lot stronger of a big man class in next year's draft. And if you go, if you wait just one more year for your big man, give. Christian Wood a full season next to whoever you put at that four spot, whether it's Kelly Olenek, whether it's somebody else, and you give them a full year go with Jalen Green, see what happens, and then move forward from there. I do think that eventually the Rockets will draft a guy with a really high pick that is a big man, but I don't necessarily think it has to be in the 2021 draft because they aren't that far enough in the rebuild yet where they need to be drafting for position. Yeah, if they can come out the more we talked about the bigs, like I'm excited about some of the bigs. I think the Rockets could find some some gold at the power forward position. If they don't take Mobley, then I'm with you. Uh, go green at 23 and 24. You know, look at, let's say they do stay at 23 and 24 and they don't move. 
then you have to take a big with one of those two spots. Like, if they came out of this with Greg Brown, uh, who's the kid, James Christopher, Josh and Jalen yeah. Green. Josh Christopher, sorry. Josh Christopher, that's a home run to me. Like, you, you address this- what you needed to address, and then you see what you can do in the – in, in free agency. If they could do that draft and end up with a guy like Rashawn Holmes, then let's ride. Like, I'm ready to go because I think that team makes the playoffs yeah, next season. Look, this is a very deep draft class. The Rockets have three picks at least, um, or at least we hope. And the Rockets are going to walk away with some really good, talented players. So whether or not they go big, whether they go small, whether they go with the wing, they're coming out with a win in this draft. So I think this is a good place to park that. Rocket ship, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Dream Take. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Dream Take and at Dreamshake SBN. You can also head to the Dreamshake.com, home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. We have a piece today from our very own Zach Allen about Jalen Green. Is uh, he got an exclusive interview with his high school coach at Prolific Prep, Joey Fuka? So go and check that out over there. You can also follow my co-pilot on Twitter, Mr. Michael Brown at. BSW Podcast underscore MB. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner. That's J E R E M Y B R E N E R. Next episode, we're hoping to do a green room slash SB Nation community draft, a first round mock that's scheduled at this point for Friday, but we still have a lot of moving pieces. It's a whole lot of things that we have to do, and I've got a whole lot on my plate this week. So we're hoping. That that happens this week, but it's not a full guarantee yet. There will be another episode of the Dream Take if it doesn't happen anyway, so be on the lookout for that. But it is hopefully going to be a first round mock. We're really hoping that that reigns true and that can stick around. I've been talking with the guys in the group chat that are planning on participating today, so we're hopefully going to get a good group of guys together for that. Uh, and we're really excited about this. We are. Uh, about two and a half weeks away from the draft. So stick around for new episodes of the Dream Take from now until then and beyond. And same with all of our coverage over at thedreamshake.com. So again, thank you guys so much for tuning in this episode of the Dream Take. And until next time, go Rockets! Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.